original My Heroes World shirt. This is oh, like, oh, like, okay, okay. okay he's, he's he's decent. What's up, folks? We got last <laughs> minutes to uh, drop it in. Seriously, this is gonna be ridiculous. By the way, um, <laughs> what's up, folks? Welcome to the Sidekick Show. It is Monday, um, April twenty sixth. Like it matters anymore. Um, but thank you, everyone, for joining us live. We've got a bunch of special guests with us today. So uh, we have Rob and myself, your usual uh, dynamic duo. And we have guest stars, Gordon, the Iron Triathlete up there. And we have special guest Stu for the first time on the Sidekick Show, uh, joining us for some cage uh, silliness. Um, so <laughs> it was you about a damn time. About yeah. damn time we talk about the national treasure that's Nicolas Cage. you got to figure, okay, we've been doing this show since October. And this is the only time where Stu was like, no, I'm coming on. Like, we've asked him, <laughs> hey, Stu, do you want to be on? And he's like... No, no dice. No dice. <laughs> this is the yeah. If this was an Andrew Dice Clay episode, then he would be on. But for this, he jumped to the opportunity. He was like, "Yeah, we are talking Nicolas Cage. I, I'm all, I'm all for it." Because you know how much I love Blue Jasmine. That you know, that's another. <laughs> wow, wow, this, so, this we is going to get crazy. We can't be a podcast together when we're not talking about comic stuff because we just do deep cuts of. Ups- Dumb of obscure old movies right yeah, yeah this, this is gonna get nutty so uh, let's let's get rolling because I'm, I'm pretty sure we want to get to the main attraction here uh so thank you everyone for tuning in thank you for getting to us in the comments um let's quickly co- go over the news do you, do you have news rob i have a quick new release so let me yeah, drop that uh, i'm just going to mention that we are getting a restock of the invincible compendium editions this week uh so compendium one two and three if you like the big mamma jamma editions that you always see rob hold up um, they collect, uh, most of them collect one through nine trade paperbacks in them. So it's about 50 issues, a little bit shy of 50 issues. So we will be getting those uh, this week on Wednesday. If you're interested, definitely hit me up in the comments or the messages and I will hook you up with those. I think that'll be a lot of fun. The show is doing very well. So we look forward to covering more of um, that show later on, uh, either in the Heroes World podcast or maybe in the Sidekick show or maybe a special spinoff. Um, so let's kick to Rob for the news. Wait, quickly. John, have you actually watched the uh invincible have you i am you... on episode five i think so i'm not too far right. behind i want to say they're on the second last episode correct uh the last episode yeah. airs is coming friday Stu yeah, and yeah. i are uh are plowing through like we are the frontline soldiers in a braveheart revival we are pushing our way through it is wow a slog as i mentioned to rob back and forth nah, it's I, like I i'm in a gulag just fighting my way out of it it's it's <laughs> it a long long push of a rock up and down a hill so uh yeah we're gonna keep on going and see what happens um awesome <laughs> We'll get to Invincible. I think a lot of people are digging it, and I think it does have a lot of things going on for it. And by that, Rob, right? Rob is It's going to be me by myself. A lot of people are digging the show, so we'll get to that. To be, I think Sarah is digging it, so it could be Rob and Sarah. I don't know how, Gordon, you feel about Didn't read the books yet, so the show is good. Yeah, okay. So sneak peek of Invincible coverage, but uh, go go ahead with the news, Rob, so we can get into this uh, madness, because I think we've got a lot to cover. <laughs> yeah, so I don't really have too much today, uh, just a few stories. So uh, I guess some of the big news from last week is that Sony has made an agreement with Marvel to take their uh, MCU movies and put them onto Disney+. Plus. 
there is no word on when that is exactly going to happen because of all of the current streaming rights that Sony has with the other platforms like Hulu and Netflix. But once those rights are reverted back to Sony, they will be then switching over to Disney Plus, which is, I guess, kind of cool if you are, if I mean, this is your one-stop shop for all Marvel properties. You've got the Fox properties, you've got your MCU movies, and now you'll have the Sony universe tied in as well. Um, so that was big news that came out last week. No indication of if, if we in Canada will have that. Um, oftentimes we have just different streaming rights uh, than they do in the US. So no clue there, but I think it's a pretty good. Is this something that you would be interested in and having all, does this, I guess, in, enhance the, the cost of your Disney Plus subscription? Um, the, the, the less, uh, I, I, you know, we're not going to mention how you have subscriptions to various things, but yes, we have our own accounts to many of these streaming services. So I already have access to it, but everything under the same roof would definitely be of uh, ease on the wallet as well as uh, navigation. I hate opening up, like if, if you guys have got Amazon Fire Sticks or whatever you're surfing all your different apps on, you got to go and open all these different things. And sometimes you have to re-log in and things like that. Um, it would nice, it'd be nice to have everything under just one roof. Could I, could I interest you, Rob and John, in a box that had all of these services? We're not going to talk about that. that you could just click. <laughs> it would be like these channels. Each one would be able to uh, – you could go on and click, and then it would stream and play all these movies. You know, there'd be a movie channel. I, th I think that's what they're trying to do. And that's a new a, channel. That's what they're trying to accomplish. Um, here's what Psychic Show neither endorses nor supports the claims made by guests appearing on this show. And we are very much welcome to any. He's talking any, to any about wishful thinking going on. He's like, Rogers, yeah, everything <laughs> was in one thing. How about if this controller was it. connected with a cord, Rob, into another box that's to your TV that you have to carry? around with you in order to no. change the channel. As long as this box had a giant converter with big buttons that I had to go kadoosh, kadoosh, That's exactly what I'm saying. With a cord. Yes. Uh, yes. That would that only would be okay. go yes. up to because there's only limited streaming channels, right? So I would say, what, 36 streaming channels would be on that box? Would you uh, would say? Yeah, maybe just 12. No, 13 but, with but you, UHF. But you double that because you you flip that switch up oh, and then right. you get That's the top true. row and you switch it yeah. down and you get the bottom one. So yeah. Double that one. So for my for my son's next birthday, I'm actually going to get him a TV that actually has a turn dial, just so he understands what what real work is to get entertainment. Um, speaking of entertainment, uh, today HBO released a production photo of the beginning of their Game of Thrones prequel, which is called House of the Dragon. John, did you have those photos? No. Excellent. Oh, oh, there we are. So that is the uh, that's the official symbol that HBO has released. House of the Dragon is a prequel um, to Game of Thrones, set 300 years before uh, the show that we all uh, know about, and it follows a Targaryen family. They uh, they took they released the one photo today of the table read. John, do you have that? Yeah, it's it's a very exciting picture. It is. Well, you can't <laughs> Look actually at that. see, but way in the corner is Matt Smith of Doctor Who fame. So uh, he is one of the the um, he plays one of the Targaryen. Targaryen people um but yeah there we are it now it supposedly it, it will it will debut sometime in 2022 which when you say it out loud it seems like a really far ways away but it's not really that far i, I would imagine we're probably looking at october november of 2022 um for it to debut um but there we are there's the next game of thrones uh show for all those who are missing out on their got like well, you, could, you could read them well i've been reading the meister books so like i know very much the history of the targaryens moving from their island near greece 
over to uh, Westeros. So uh, the books, the companions are out there, and you can go through the Meister's Wisdom. But, uh, yeah, it's really cool, interesting how they're they're doing that show. Why not? Why or not? You don't, or, or you just wait for the show if you don't want to read all the silly jargon. It's based on the knowledge of the Meisters. These guys spend lots of years getting those yeah. rings, yo. Those potential ten rings. The only maestro I'm I'm interested in is uh, Fresh West. So as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> let that backbone slide. Uh, and finally, we are talking. Last night were the Oscars. I don't know if either one of you uh, or either of you saw the Oscars last night. Uh, it didn't do very well in the ratings. Yes, sir. Um, but that, but that being said, I didn't mind it. I thought it was okay. It was a d- different uh, different vibe to it. Um, Chadwick Boseman did not win uh, the award for uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Was, I guess a lot of uh, anticipation that he would win this posthumous award so much so that the producer of the Oscars was Steven Soderbergh uh, of, uh, of, you know, film fame uh, directing uh, oceans 11 through 29. And they actually switched out the last category. Usually it's best picture. They actually made it for best actor as the last category expecting, I guess that he would win. And the award went to Anthony Hopkins. Now, some people were not very happy about this. Anthony Hopkins plays uh, in the movie Father Who Suffers from Alzheimer's. Um, he made an accept. He wasn't even there to accept it. He made an, uh, a speech this morning. He recorded it. He, he actually paid a tribute to Chadwick. He didn't think he was going to win. He figured it was going to be Chadwick's. Um, but Chadwick's woke him face. up. Yeah, but Wake up, he won. He was family, he was actually. They actually said to him, they said, they, they, they released, put a press release out and said, listen, we get people really wanted Chadwick to win. He wasn't big on these trophies. It didn't matter to him. Um, whether it was him or Anthony Hopkins or whomever else was nominated, and I'm kind of paraphrasing this statement, they all deserve to win. So, like, let's stop with the hate and and just be happy because it was a good performance. So that was pretty cool of of his family to come up because there were a lot of people who were pretty upset about it and vocal on the internet. Which I don't know if you know that people they don't like things they really like to take to the internet and express their displeasure. So, um, to be fair, it was a split vote because people voted for Stephen Young and voted for you know uh, voted for Chaswick. So there was. Most likely a split down the middle, and uh, good old Hannibal Lecter was just waiting, ready to go <laughs> for the Oscar. So, uh, yeah. you know what can you say about Odin? He just he knows how to do things. Did Soul win? I think that was the only thing I saw. It, that was on it did or music, yeah. uh, which was you know. And and sorry to interrupt. Uh, it was really yeah, nice yeah. that when John Baptiste went up to think in his speech, Mister Resner was just like, "I've got a thousand of these Oscars." You do you, son. And the the two guys who were basically like, we went Oscars every other year, just sat back and let John Baptiste just shine. And it was really nice for him yeah, to really talk cool. about. Yeah, to see Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross up there. And you're right. And that's the thing. That's what you watch. You're watching, and they just – they never even – they, they were so happy. You could see the sm- like genuine yeah. happy. They're like, we're just happy that the- – because they were nominated for two Oscars in two different categories, right? So yeah. Yeah, they were, yeah, for best original score, I think, and then best soundtrack or whatever, or best. They, they were nominated for the same category twice. So it was like right. he, they were nominated yeah. twice. So they, when they were saying the name Trent Reznor, you could, they were kind of, they were, they kind of stopped. And I watched it. They're like, is it us and Jean Baptiste, or is it just us, us? 
And yes. when they said, and then when they, and John Baptiste, they were like, oh, thank goodness. And they all got up and hugged each other. It was really now, nice. The, the cool news is, is following that, Trent Reznor gave a, was doing an interview and he said that he and Atticus were probably heading back today, actually, into the studio to resume recording of the new Nine Inch Nails. So if you're a Nine Inch Nails fan like I am, at least you got something to look forward to coming out of this pandemic, hopefully some new, new uh, tracks. Um, and that's all I got for news. They, they need yeah. that money, Rob. They, they've been broke. So uh, they don't go on tour. Well, you got to figure, right? Like their first, their first uh, score was the social network, mm -hmm. right? The, the Aaron mm -hmm. Sorkin movie. And I then suppose. they, ex they I mean, they won the Academy award for that. And then they exploded, right? I mean, they've done a whole bunch more. They've worked with David Fincher on almost every movie that he's done since then. Um, and, uh, and then the Watchmen, right? They won the Emmy for the Watchmen as well. So they are, they are. Wait, listen, they how far? So are they a Tony away from the EGOT? Yes. Yeah, they have, they have the Emmys, the Oscars, the Grammy, and yeah. All right. Whoopi, they're coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and there you go, John. All right. So that's the news. Uh, thank you very much, Mr. Rob. Um, that was a lot of talk about Oscars that nobody watched, but uh, good, that, good matters, that a couple man. of people watched. It was cool. It matters. <laughs> it was cool. No, it matters. It matters. Here's the yeah. thing. Diversity matters. There was a lot of people that got different votes from different backgrounds you know they had different guest presenters that just didn't seem typical of the oscars they had people of color involved they just the the scale like i know people are just not the big hall but it was nice to see it in like old hollywood it looked like a small auditorium and all the, hall, the actors and everyone sitting in like a booth of four people i'm like oh i could be one of those four people that sits in a booth so like it was cool to see them it was like an, int like an intimate setting like a more intimate what, less less of a hoopla yeah, it was like a very intimate, quiet thing. What was the most interesting part to me, and I'm sorry for jumping in, was the memorium was like unbelievable oh. because there were so many people that passed away fast, that it was like, boop, boop, boop. I was like, I was surprised. I was like, wow, they're really going fast. And then it went on and on. I was like, oh, Lord, a lot of people passed away in this year. But it they was kept, they kept. Yeah, but they kept shuffling down the speed. It, it was as if the people at Rogers were dialing down your internet speeds, right? Because they were whipping through like ten people, and then it got. <laughs> They're really like waiting for people's couple. responses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I heard, I heard they left it. You're like, wait, what's the algorithm to know how long you could? You couldn't even read. You're like, oh, that. Oh, and what? What is that? Oh, like you had no clue what that person, what their name was, or what they did. You couldn't read it fast enough. So. Well, um, at the end, I saw DMX. I was like, oh, DMX is here. Like, never. Like normally. They would when they show clips of like actors and they do the memoriam and they show a scene. Yeah. This is like just pure pictures, so they could just jam in everyone. Uh, but I was surprised. I'm, like Josh surprised it. <laughs> I was surprised and not surprised. Were Chapter you well, John? Uh, like, were you when you you watched it right? The memoriam <laughs> portion of it? No, no. Rob, I, I, John I, didn't watch any of the Oscars. I didn't, <laughs> didn't even know were it was you, on. Rob, surprised yeah. that they were Chadwick Boseman at the end over Sean Connery. Because those are the last two, and and of those last two, I'd be like, I, I'm not that I'm saying that's a problem with Chadwick Boseman, but Sean Connery could have gone either way. You could have Sean Connery well, at the end, and I'd still be okay with that. Listen, that's a that's a that's a huge slope to go down because then it's also like, well, why the hell was like say Christopher Plummer near the beginning, <laughs> right? Like, it's very hard. How do you mm. place one over the like? I don't know how you do that. I did think it was a little bit, but I think. I think because Chavik was just so young. So I don't know what the criteria is for how they place these people, but I guess because Sean Connery died uh, of an older age, natural causes, 
Whereas Bozeman was taken, you know, obviously we can all agree way too soon and for the, under the conditions that he did. So maybe they felt that it was more, um, I don't know. I don't know how they decided, but it was, I did, I was like Sean Connery and then they stopped on Bozeman. I was like, okay. So yeah. yeah. And, and Fraser right there. DMX was in Roman. Let's die, man. Don't, yeah. don't be, don't belittling them. Cradle to the grave. Uh, you know, top five, you know, like he was part, he was part of movies, exit wounds. He's part of movies. And He's then, in a newer Fast and the Furious style movie too. And on top of that, X gonna film. give it to you is gonna live on till <laughs> forever and ever. Whether it's in Deadpool one, two, six, and like that song is gonna be in every movie little hype video you can imagine because X gonna give it to you. You know that's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. All right, rest in peace, DMX. Um, <laughs> let's let's start kicking it. I think that's it. Uh, we we I guess we would talk about the the podcast in case you guys missed the podcast. Uh, we did our full review of Mortal Kombat, um, and uh, Andre did not pull any punches. Um, so definitely check that out. And we actually going to follow this up with an after show with uh with the whole gang after this. So definitely stay tuned after we conclude the Nicholas Cageathon. Um, we will talk about that, and then we also covered the final episode of Captain America. Oh, I, I guess, can I call it that yet? Yeah, no, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, we did our wrap up and conclusion of that episode. Please, so please check that out uh, on our stream. Um, and we'd love to hear your thoughts on that. So let's go to Nicholas Cage. Thing, one thing, yeah. I would say that Andre used Game Genie and definitely cheated for punching extra in that Mortal Kombat review. He, he really went a little farther than expected. So let's just put that out there. He definitely was. Yeah, and, and a special bonus post on his Facebook today. Oh, because uh, no. he, he, no. he went back and watched 1995. So him and Rob can, go at it. So definitely check them out on Facebook. If you oh, we well, well, can we wait to that at the end of this uh, pod? So you can Rob can do dramatic. You and Rob can do dramatic reading of that pod. <laughs> <laughs> the thread is probably still going as well. <clears throat> the thread uh, you can you can be Andre. No, and I, I actually tapped in. I, I tapped in because reading. I was writing a response. I was writing a response and then it, it deleted almost all of it. I don't know what I what button I pressed. And then I was just oh. like, I'm so tired. I don't even care about this argument anymore. I even <laughs> I that. I was like, I'm so tired. I don't care anymore. <laughs> like, I'm out. Like, I don't care. So yeah. yeah. So, anyways, Mortal Kombat, we'll be covering that after. So let's let's jump to Nicolas Cage, because uh, we're we're gonna get bonkers here. So uh Nicholas uh, Kim Capola. Capola. Are, are, are we actually gonna get started? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's rock and roll. <laughs> are we are we gonna are we gonna stop and listen? <laughs> we we might get they might shut down the live screen. I know, that's why I only that. Yeah. You can Countdown. you can do the fifteen to eight seconds and we gotta talk about it. The uh, the bell Wait, was that Gordon's way of telling us he's got lowriders on right now? Is that what that I don't understand? <laughs> I believe that's what what he's letting us know is George Lopez is in his room right now. He's gonna make a special guest appearance. <laughs> we're, 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 hello, we're, Mr. Lopez. We're, we're switching topics. Sarah Sarah did not like Nicolas Cage, so we're now switching to the George Lopez show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, okay, so Nicholas Kim, uh is it Nicholas Coppola? Kim? Cop- yes, Coppola? Nicholas Kim. <laughs> Nicholas Kim. It is, right? No, it's not Nicholas Kim. His name is Nicholas Coppola. Well, he did marry a Kim. No, his middle name I, is the Kim. The top show waitress he married was a Kim, wasn't it? Wasn't yeah. maybe maybe he changed it? That was it. one maybe of he... his seven wives. He also married Priscilla Presley. Like, you know, let's put. Yeah. Well, according to Wikipedia, that's what his full, anytime uh, you have legal an name is to date the you know the princess of rock and roll. You gotta say hey, you, you gotta take her on a date. 
Michael Jackson took it, and Nick Cage is taking it now. So, um, <laughs> anyways, uh, so <laughs> January yeah. 19th. Um, Think about how interesting you have to be to keep those two men interested. Like, <laughs> she must be the awesome person because think about how different those personalities, and she can keep a conversation, not alone keep a conversation, but be married to two of the most interesting men on the planet. She could deal with you easily if that was the case. Uh, we're going off the rails. This is why I host. Wait, I don't, waiting I'm not for a her memoir then, that is, if, if she hasn't written one yet. She's classic. Uh, so she don't do that. He, he, yeah. <laughs> so he's only 57. So he's. I feel like he's got a lot of movies left in him. Um, so he's been active <laughs> from, <laughs> from 1981 to present day and over 100 films on his uh, fil filmography or whatever you want to call it. Um, nominated for many awards. He, is, he does have an Academy Award as well as a Golden Globe Award and a Screen Actors Guild Award uh, and has been nominated for tons of other stuff. And in 97, 98, he ran through like everything, blockbuster awards, all the kind of like uh, alternative awards. He kind of cleaned up those years. Uh, and then he does have a, a Walk of Fame star as of 1998. Um, so I, I guess we'll, we'll talk a little bit about, we, we, we decided to make this uh, top five list. Um, we're going to kick it off with our kind of uh, worst movie and, and guilty pleasure. But uh, I, I want to talk a little bit about the list making process because um, these two guys or actually, I don't know if all three of you did it. So I don't yeah. know if Rob, you want to, you want to talk first. If you, you made a list of 15 movies. Well, yeah, hang on. One, two, three, four, five. Oh, 20. Um, yeah, I did 20 <laughs> and I'll tell you why, because I didn't, I didn't know. I, first of all, I don't, we, co-host this show and yet you really tell me nothing so i didn't know i didn't know what what format what, what, what tomfoolery you were going to do tonight so <laughs> i thought you know what i thought ah, i don't want to there is a very real possibility i didn't even know Stu was coming on until like a couple hours ago there was a really very real possibility that the three of us before i knew Stu was going to be involved we're probably going to be picking the top the same kind of movies and i thought you know what i want to have a bit more of diverse movies because i wanted to throw out like an alternative top five pick um because i think we all know there's like three top movies everybody's going to be clamoring for right and then you've got a subgenre of like maybe three or four so i've got but a we've, full we've got we've got Stu in the house who is potentially yeah. going to break this entire mold apart so, so um, <laughs> I got 20 just in case, and I'm prepared to go to the mat for all 20 of these. All right, fair enough. Uh, Gordon, you had an extensive list as well, I believe. Yeah, I went, I, I, I think I watched about 15 Nick Cage movies since last week. <laughs> much to, much wow, to, much to Sarah's chagrin. Sarah with you on this journey, or did, did you do it on your own? No, some of it was kicking and screaming. She got, she was just like, really, again, not another one. These are, but this is all her fault because. Last weekend, she was like, oh, I saw two two promos for Nick Cage movies, and one of them looked good, and the other one looked terrible. I think it was called Jiu-Jitsu. So, of course, I rented that. Then started oh. ranting about how bad it was, and now we are a week later talking about Nick Cage movies. So, All right, so hold, hold your Jiu-Jitsu comments back because I definitely gonna want you to talk about that because that just dropped on Netflix this week. It was number 10 on trending. So I don't know if that's <laughs> just because it's a brand-new release on Netflix or if people really enjoy this flick. Um, Stu, you've got, I, I assume you've got a nice tight list of, um, classics or, or, or genre specific Nicolas yeah, Cage movies. Like I was saying before the off stream, uh, I decided to cut it down to like, Nick Cage has done so many interesting films. Like I chose the best action movie, the best art house movie, the best comedy, best, like it, I kind of went through it drama. I went through and picked kind of the movies that, you know, he kind of did his most interesting work in. 
Um, so that's definitely what I plan to do. So it was a, like, I could just go action. I could just, to Ross point, just do a genre just of action movies, just of X, Y, Z. It's just, I just went, you know, he's done such a range of films and I appreciate all of them. So, uh, yeah, for sure. Rob already called out a lot of them on the other podcast. He's like, you're going to pick these movies. I'm like, yes, I am. So, <laughs> I, I also, though, made sure I picked movies that were went to theater because he has a very deep bucket of movies that were straight to vi like video. Oh, I picked the one straight from video, and it's still the worst movie I've ever seen. So <laughs> it's gonna, We're going to talk about that one. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, so good segue. We're going to start off with... Um, what is uh, the the worst Nicolas Cage? So not part of your list. Maybe appears on someone else's list. I guess I uh, keep silent if it is going to appear on your list. So it'll be a funny little reveal later. Um, or uh, your most uh, guilty pleasure uh, Nicolas Cage movie. Uh, I don't know, if, Rob. Do you need a second, or you want me to? Oh, what do you want? What do you want? I got, I got, tw I got twenty. I'm good to go. What is it? <laughs> worst what movie. Like? Worst movie. Okay, go. so pick, pick your pick your worst then. The Wicker Man. The Wicker Man <laughs> is by far the worst no. Nicolas. Yes. Yes, his re that remake of The Wicker Man is atrocious. Um, you know, we talked about this. Maybe it was on the air. I don't remember anymore. The the man it was in. It, it made no bones about it. He was in some serious debt, and he was like, "I'm going to say yes to every movie that comes across my 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 desk to help pay for all my ex wives and and everything else." So. The Wicker Man is is indicative and representative of that um, that lifestyle and choice that he was just saying yes to everything. It, it's an atrocious movie. It's not worth rewatch. The original Wicker Man is not even worth. It's a bit of a cult following. The Cage Wicker Man is not a cult following. Nobody really cares for it. It's a it's a steaming pant load, and we are all better without ever having to mention it again. All right. So Wicker Man, do not watch. Um... Is there anyone that you would recommend it to? Like, no, and it's just trash, trash. Oh, I recommend it to Andre. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that, that'd be interesting. One, one day I'm going to dig up the, uh, the notorious, uh, notorious Dreamhouse rant, and you'll see what happens when Andre watches a movie that's just kind of bonkers out of his wheelhouse. Um, so uh, we're going to kick it to Gordon now. Um, so I don't know if jujitsu is going to be your choice or not, Gordon, but can you tell me a little bit about your jujitsu? Uh, experience because it is now available on Netflix. You guys can watch it. Number ten trending um, at the moment. Um, uh, should, uh, should we watch it? <laughs> no, there, there wasn't. No, it was a really bad. It was like four or five. It was so bad. I kind of blocked it out of my memory. I'm trying to like think back on already. It. <laughs> and that's pretty bad. I fell asleep in it, and I don't fall asleep in anything. So that should tell you something. Um, All right. So the no jujitsu recommendations thus far. <laughs> the martial arts were okay. You know what? If it's on Netflix and it's free, like I, it was an iTunes ninety nine cent rental, so I was like, oh, whatever, I don't care. Um, <laughs> fast forward to like the very end, the, the third act. Okay. Watch that final fight scene. You know, yeah. you'll get everything you need out of that movie. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a ton of martial artists in the cast. When I looked at the cast, I was actually kind of like. Hmm, I might actually like this movie, but after hearing everybody's response to seeing it, um, I think I'm gonna maybe watch the clip on YouTube. So, do you have a choice for your worst Nicolas Cage oh, yeah. movie? Or yeah, Sarah found it uh, yeah. two days ago. It's called yeah. Between Worlds. It is the most messed up movie I've seen in a long time. It's like I don't even know what the treatment was for that. I, it, there was a scene where Nick Cage was making love to his dead wife reading from a book called memoirs of Nicolas Cage. 
I think the movie (laughs) just created, like they wrote the first half of the movie and they were like, oh, we'll just, we'll we'll figure it out. And then by the time they got to shooting, they're like, oh, we'll we'll just fix it in post. There was literally nothing. There was no ending to the movie. It's just one of those movies where they sort of went to this one set and then wrapped it up in a couple of seconds. And both Sarah and I were like, what just happened? We actually rewound it a little bit to try and figure out if there was a plot. There was no plot. It was just, yeah. Yeah, don't don't ever go there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so no, no, no. Between Worlds, uh, 2018 was released, so semi recently. Um, so I guess is not the start of his comeback tour. Um, Stu, you got anything for us? I do. Um, yeah. This was based on one of the most popular books in America. It is a remake of another movie by Canada's own Kurt Cameron. It is based <laughs> on the book series. Left behind. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> Gordon knows. I watched Left Behind, no. uh, the original movie, back with Kirk Cameron because we were like, "Hey, man, it's based on this book that's really popular. Like, it seems like a good idea." We watched it. A bunch of my buddies, we all rented it and we watched it. Uh, I think it was John Fortunis. Shout out to you, who was like, "We have to watch this movie," and I'm like, "Sure." <sighs> I think we got through half an hour. Like, we're done. It's, it's over. <laughs> Um, well, it was, that's a very is this, is this Jordan movie. Sparks of American and Idol? Then, and then I was like, okay, it's a story about, you know, it's just like the leftovers and all the other things. It was like, the world, all of a sudden, people vanish. And those left behind have to deal with the consequences of not being selected to go to heaven. And this movie is Nicolas Cage as an airline pilot. And it's incoherent. It, it's They have a book to follow. They don't follow the book. Chad <laughs> Michael Murray's in it. I guess he oh, Chad, One Tree Hill? One Tree yeah. Hill, yes, that's correct. Uh, he plays the co-pilot, and it's just an absolute mess from beginning, and it's incoherent. You have no idea what's going on, and you're like, hey, they have books. <laughs> they have movie series. Like, you already had something you could copy, and they just went off the tilt, and it's it's absolutely rough. So, yeah, I do not recommend watching Left Behind. I, it's the same level of as a Kurt Cameron movie, and I didn't think that was possible. Well, do, yeah, but those are very Christian-based like movies, yes. and I have a funny feeling. Yeah, so I don't actually think that Nick Cage realized that. Again. Oh no, he didn't care. He was, again, yeah, he he was just like he's like he's like in Europe. oh I, I can I can have my own plane movie <laughs> like I could be like Sully huh I land a plane. So yeah, I I think that that's what he did. He didn't realize that it was a very Christian based movie. Yeah. <laughs> he just showed up to set. He's like, I'm ready to work. Yeah, and Let's Leah go. Thompson's in that movie too. So Leah Thompson's in it. Oh, Lee. Yeah, it's 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 one of those Holy. Jordan Sparks. People are in this movie. Anyway. Yeah, I was I was gonna say Jordan Sparks of American Idol fame, right? <laughs> That's correct. Yes. No, 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 no air fame, right? All right. Yeah. So, but anyway, everyone else, drop your yeah. your, That's, your if correct. you have a worst movie that we didn't list here. I couldn't I actually couldn't pinpoint an exact worst movie. I've watched a lot of like mediocre movies and and a lot of like you know, you know when you have your older uh, uncle or whoever who's like doesn't remember all these movies, and when you were younger, you're like, how do you not remember this movie? I have forgotten so many movies now; it's ridiculous. So I, I know how you you've gotten to that point. So I, I'm going to throw out my guilty pleasure, um, which is his uh, what is this two, 2011 uh, vehicle called Drive Angry. Um, so if you haven't seen this, um, this movie is actually hilarious. I don't know if it's actually going to appear on anybody's list. Um, no, but it's, it's yeah, probably not. Probably not. It's essentially a Ghost Rider movie. Um, but without the Ghost Rider. So he's like a spirit of vengeance. It does have Amber Heard in it. So I don't know if we're allowed to watch it anymore at this moment. Um, but it is a wild ride. He actually uh, hooks up with a prostitute um, and is getting it on. 
and it in in in, in a in a in a fight sequence uh, ensues, and he continues doing his thing. Um, so if you want to see that, um, drive angry. Um, I don't know if anyone's got a guilty pleasure you want to drop, or if you want to. We start do. Getting I'm to sure the we event. all do. Yeah. All right. Cool, Rob. You got a guilty pleasure? Uh, City of Angels with uh, <laughs> Meg Ryan. <laughs> Meg Ryan. Um, because listen, I'm going to admit something, uh, and I don't care. That that <laughs> damn Goo Goo Dolls song, Iris. One, <laughs> you just watch for the song. One catchy ass song. I don't want the world to see me. Um, and the I Buffalo actually, Zone, Goo Goo Dolls, Buffalo right. Zone. And I yep. actually remember t- I, I was fortunate enough uh, in a past life to be able to get backstage passes. So I actually took. Uh, my wife to go see the Goo Goo Dolls. I think it was around 2002, uh, and they were still riding high off of this, uh, off of Iris, and and you know people that that was it. Like that was their you know Johnny Resnick with his you know um, flat iron hair and everything else. Uh, but yeah, I mean I really enjoy. Now I haven't seen it in years, but I really enjoyed City of Angels. Uh, I, I watched it probably more than I really should have. To be very honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so City of Angels. So we got Drive Angry and City of Angels. City of Angels is uh, 1998. Oh, so yes. during his hot during his hot era. Yes. Um, so Gordon, you, you got anything guilty pleasure? The National Treasures. <laughs> oh, that's that's your guilty pleasure. I, I thought that was uh, maybe going to appear on someone's list. Those are good. Those are good. They are good, but that's like they're not good enough to make that top five. For me, at least, but it's a guilty pleasure. This, this like, is like a, a, his kids' kind of uh, adventure vehicle, right? Yep. It was Disney. It was like end of university for me. There were, you know, it was before the whole Da Vinci Code thing, so well, they were they fun came out around the same time, didn't it? Wasn't it? Didn't they try to capitalize on the Da Vinci Code, you know, um, idea? Because it kind of so, was National, similar, National right? National Treasure came out in 2004. Da Vinci Code came out in 2005. Right. But the bo- the book had been out for a couple of, I think, a couple yeah. years before that. Yeah. So I actually, I like it. We showed my kids it. They, they seem to be okay with it. We didn't watch the second one, Book of Secrets. But yeah, I like that one. I actually thought the second one was better. Oh, the second was better. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Has, I feel like uh, I've tried to start the first one a couple of times and it it just it just never hooked me. I think I'd have to like just sit down and or maybe I should skip straight to the second one. Is it John Voight oh. that you don't like? Is that is no, that the issue? There is a cinematic universe of John Voight's kids that I really want them to make because like Nicolas Cage and, and you know the National Treasure Hero Hunter plus Laura Croft that would be awesome. <laughs> crossover crossover potential. Now now, yep. now is the time. Now is the time for them to strike with that. Um, Stu, what do you got for us? I'm going to show up. My my guilty pleasure, but really, it's a fantastic movie all across. Yeah. Is uh, is Bad Lieutenant, Port of uh, oh, New, New Orleans. Orleans. Oh, boy. directed by Werner Herzog, uh, a story of a police officer that's dealing with uh, a drug issue while dealing with post Katrina New Orleans. It is uh, basically the Russo brothers stole that idea for Cherry. Basically, like we'll just do the exact yeah. same thing. Um, <laughs> And speaking of prostitutes, uh, again, same thing. Uh, Ava Mendez plays a prostitute this movie that he, he's using drugs with. And he basically is a good cop that hurts his back and has to take drugs. And when he does take the drugs or is jonesing, he goes crazy as Nicolas Cage does. And uh, it is a, a real 
good, fun well, time to watch. On, on, it, on the cover, it says mesmerizing. Cage gives you what is surely his best performance in years. Was it in fact that? Roger Ebert gave this movie four stars. Um, he talks about how, you know, the it's not about the plot. It's all about the seasoning. <laughs> You know, like like New Orleans cuisine, like you can put almost anything in it. You have the right spices, and that spice and simmer is Nicolas Cage. He does the most zaniest things, but he just does it, and it's just the whole entire movie. Um, and it's really interesting, especially post-Katrina. It's a snapshot to, you know, a cop that's basically empty in a city where he gets to do whatever he wants and, and try to solve and, and fight crimes and do all these things because, frankly, that's a snapshot of the world after Katrina where a lot of people left. So it is kind of yeah. an interesting kind of movie. So I, I, yeah, it's, found it, I find it more interesting that they actually tried to like, tie it into the Harvey Keitel bad Lieutenant. Like, I think that they could have, I don't, I don't really know why they made it with that moniker. They could have just named it anything else. Um, because, well, I think the Harvey Keitel one, you know, was, was, uh, was a masterpiece of course, but it was made where it was like a good cop. And this is a juxtaposition of yeah. the other side of things. So by saying it, it sets you up an expectation where it's like, Oh, bad Lieutenant, it's going to be good. And then all of a sudden it flips you around and, and gives you a, a different perspective. So yeah, it's kind of like a, it's, it's kind of like the Mortal Kombat trailer when you first watch it. You're like, oh, it's going to give me this. And then meanwhile, it's something completely different. So they just did it by naming the movie strangely. So, yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, actually kind of a sucker for anything said in New Orleans. It's good. It's better than Power with with uh, with uh, Jamie Foxx. So that's all you need yeah, to know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, be, be, better, than, better than... How about Hard Target? Can it can it top hard target? Hundred percent better than hard target. Yep. No way. That's hundred percent better than hard target. No, I'm my name is Chance because my mama took one. All right. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we should do hard target next week. That's a that's a classic with the Jean Claude Van Damme. No, I don't think so. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, okay. So those were our uh, guilty pleasures um, and the worst Nicolas Cage movies. So I guess uh, are we ready to jump into our top five uh, lists? Are, are you okay to go in order now, Rob? Yeah. Well, what do you want me to do? What is it you want from me, John? <laughs> I wanted five movies in order. Ranked. Okay. You want me to give out all what, five? What do we, Wait, is that, can we go? Time? No, no, no. We'll no, we're going five go. first. Everyone five first. Yeah. Number so, me, five. Yeah. So then, actually, I got something ready. So number five, and you can guess what my theme is here. So number five. Number five. <laughs> so wait, wait to see what number That's four is. I love it. All right. So number five <laughs> of your favorite Nicolas Cage movie. So we're all going to kind of say what, what our sure. fifth one is. Yep. You can talk a little bit about it. If it appears on your list higher up, uh, please interject uh, so we can talk about it when it pops up uh, in the higher up uh, list. So go ahead, uh, Rob. Um, Wait, is the idea, though, to not have the same... If one, no, if call whatever it, you want. Uh, pick what you like, right, Well, man. you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put... I'm going to pick... Uh, I'm going to pick The Weatherman as my... as number five. Um... Listen, this is with Tia Leone. It is a great little Christmas movie. At least, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, it's one of these like Scrooge type movies, like what, you know, or a sliding doors, right? Like yeah. what happens yeah. when, when something, you know, uh, something catastrophic happens and you, your life goes by you and you can see what the alternative could have been. Um, and it was just a, we it was just about a, that, Rob. 
where we saw Don Cheadle. I'm like, oh, Don Cheadle's in this movie. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it was just, it's just a, it's kind of like a, 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 a you know, a feel good. I mean, that's a really bad representation of the movie in that post. It looks like a massive pterodactyl took a shit on him. But I think um, that was part of the trailer, though. It was like, uh, you suck or something. And someone yes. throws like a smoothie. Yeah, it was a smoothie. Because he, yeah. he always the gets the weather. That's the one, not the weatherman, the family man. Did you say no, weatherman? Those two, are, those two are very similar. Wait, where's the one with Tia Leone? He's the family man. The weatherman's with the bow and arrow, and he is a yeah. weatherman. The oh, family yeah. man is the Tia Leone movie with Brett Ratner as the director. Wait a second. Did you do 20 movies and you're completely... What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> I stand by my pick of the weatherman, whether or not it stars Tia Leone. I don't care anymore. That's number five for me. Go on to the next person. <laughs> the family just, man. Just, just in case. This yes, is, that's the, is that the one Tia Leone? Yes. Yeah. So that's, that's that's kind of the one I really was thinking about. There's no take backsies, so that's fine. wow. No, the 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 weatherman is the 2000. That's your final answer. Verbinski movie where yeah he plays for the, he actually has a bow and arrow and shit yeah he does yeah. yeah and so i gotta tell you movie. while i was writing my list i was like i don't remember why he had the bow and arrow with tia leone but i'm sure it made sense somewhere <laughs> that, that, <laughs> i obviously well, mixed it so somewhere up. exists a weatherman family man hey, hey, hey. The, the weatherman had michael kane in it so did you think yeah. michael kane and tia leone are the same person can you stop asking me all these questions <laughs> So yeah, the family, family man is my is my number five, okay, not good, the weatherman. Okay. But okay, the weatherman so you cross good. cross it off and yeah, well, don't man. worry. I, I guess I made a mistake on the on the Mortal Kombat podcast. I said Mortal Kombat costs 128 million. It was actually 18. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> Everyone was CG. We didn't was know like, it yet. wasn't 120. I was totally wrong. I, I was glad. I was like, I checked it. I'm like, wait, we, we, we didn't catch it. We should have known that. that no, was no one on the panel caught it. Everyone's like, yeah, of course it costs that much money. I was like. And my notes anyway. were like on the next page because we just did it. So I, yeah. I didn't even bother checking. I was like, yeah, Stu sounds right. You know, 138. Well, anyways, um, Gordon, <laughs> take it away with your number your number five. Go uh, on, you, Sarah, for catching that error. Yeah. I'm going to go. Um, you guys are going to be surprised. I'm going to go with The Rock. The Rock. Okay. It is higher on my list. I don't know if anyone else. Not surprised. Not surprised. Not surprised. Yeah. It's a okay, good so we'll, So It's very we'll quotable. Talk, we'll, talk about, we'll talk about Rock when we get to Rock. That one? Yeah. And I'm yeah. surprised that neither of you guys have it on your list. Very no, shocking. I do have it on my list, but it's not number. Yeah, I, I so have, you have it on a list. Okay, okay so we'll, well see. It doesn't make a difference. I, I'm flexible with my playlist. <laughs> well, and you see who has it ranked higher. Not to say if it was on somebody else's list. Yeah. To be fair, so, Rob thought The Rock was actually eight millimeter. So you know, <laughs> right, I, I was like, no, I thought it was right? Right? So I was like, The Rock is the boxing movie in Vegas, right? <laughs> was that the was that Rock? That movie with the video cassette that he watched quietly upstairs and was very wrong. <laughs> that, that was that one, right? Yes. <laughs> he was playing two was... people at the same time. Yeah, That's yeah, right. Yeah. Lots, of things. Lots, lots of games. Lots of things. Uh, All right. Yeah, so no. We're going to talk about The Rock later. We're going to we're gonna hit The Rock after. When, when, it, when it comes, yeah, we're going to see yeah. how high it gets on the list and we'll talk about it when it gets oh. to the, um, that uh, person's list. So, Stu, go ahead with your number. Okay, five. My, my movie fifth is Face Off. The John Woo Based classic. Off. Okay, it's it's higher on my list. Is it higher on anyone else's? Of course, list? it is on your list, John. Of course, <laughs> of course. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we're gonna talk to when you get higher. Um, I'm pretty sure my movie is not on anyone's list. Um, and it is called uh, "It Could Happen to You." Uh, so I needed some rom com yes, representation. It is in a, this that's one. a great one. Yep. Um, it is. Hold on. Let me. Rosie Perez. It is. Uh, it, it is uh, Nicholas Cage. 
Yeah, the, the original title is uh, Cop Gives Waitress Half a Million Dollar Tip or something like that. Right, that's correct. Bridget um, Fonda. And, 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 and it was Isaac Hayes. Based on a true story, I believe. Yes. Yes, um, Isaac Hayes, yeah. So, so the, the concept is, folks, if you have never heard of this, a lot of you young guys probably never heard of this. Um, Nicholas Cage uh, goes to a restaurant, goes to get his meal, forgets uh, his wallet or his money or, or, or tip money or something like that. And he promises the waitress half of his uh, lottery ticket if he wins. And he, of course, ends up winning and craziness ensues. And, you know, your typical rom-com formula. Um, and I doubted that and was higher he, on anyone else. So in that movie, he's dating, T- uh, he's dating, not Tia Loney, he's dating uh, Rosie Perez. So then there's a whole secondary thing about Willie Won't They. But uh, uh, Isaac Hayes is yeah, fantastic Isaac Hayes is in the on movie. Yeah. Yeah. He's at the very, yeah, he started the movie. Anyways. Yeah. All right. So that's number five for everybody, uh, if anyone's keeping track at home. It's a great movie. Um, great so movie. Rob, do you have the proper uh, number, number four? So you can probably see what my theme is going on with my numbering here. Uh, number four. So, Rob, go ahead. Or do you need a minute? No, I I got so many. Um, I, I don't want to keep doing this because we all have the same shit. I, no, I'll go don't. with Con Air. Uh, well, no, you don't. <laughs> Mine are not. You know, I'm going to go with Kick Ass. I'm going to go with Kick Ass. I'm trying to be a bit different here. I'm going to go with Kick Ass. Um, from uh, 2010, uh, he played Big Daddy. Um, and was a modern day angry Adam West. Let's face it, right? Like that's exactly what he was um, as Batman. So um, that, you know, listen, this is, is, I find, I actually quite enjoy Kick-Ass, but I find that probably, I don't know if I would have enjoyed it without Cage in it, to be very honest with you. He, Mm. He totally like, yeah, you've got the really cool aspect and you've got the funny hijinks and, um, it, you know, and the, the action scenes with Hit Girl and everything else like that, and you know the vulgarity, like everything that kind of speaks to me about on a movie that I kind of want. But you have you throw Nicolas Cage in there, and he's kind of doing a little bit of his Con Air accent in it, and I'm I'm all in for it. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know, was it Sarah or something? No, that, that, was my, that was my Amazon device telling me that the sun's gone down, turning off the plant lights. Sorry. Oh, my, nice. <laughs> Bye. I was like, what's going on here? All Alexa, right. So oh. play gangster rap. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get shut down because of the, the uh, copyright issues. Um, it looks like Sarah's watching Mortal Kombat in the background. Yeah, she is. Five, which <laughs> yeah. is pretty hilarious. Um, anyways, go ahead, Gordon, with your number four. Uh, Lord of War. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was, that was uh, an awesome yeah. movie. Rewatched it a couple days ago. Jared Leto, awesome job. Just a cool story. The it's really fast paced, although it's nice and like, yeah. Just if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend Lord of War. Um, he's a little bit more subdued, Nicolas Cage. You never see him really go crazy, except for the brown brown scene, which, in its own right, is pretty epic. Um, but that's where you get Nicolas Cage as like the version of every man, the not the over the top, not the crazy. You know, the scene that he is in is crazy enough. So he keeps his acting subtle. And I think that's the thing about Nicolas Cage. He's not a chameleon actor. He's not somebody who, you know, you don't see him in the part. You always know it's Nicolas Cage. You always know what you're going to get. And I think that's why we all have such high regard for the guy. But, you know, in this film, I think he chose to act very, very appropriately considering the intensity of the storyline. Yeah, he's he's an arms dealer, if I remember correctly, or something yeah. along those lines, right? Yeah, Lord, yeah, why the Lord of War? Oh, awesome! I actually remember enjoying that one. Um, all right, go ahead, Stu. 
Uh, my fourth, of course, is uh, Leaving Las Vegas. It's the the role that he won the Oscar for. Um, yep. It's talking about when Gordon talked about subdued. This is a very much a man who is acting dependencies and going through the chemistry with him and Elizabeth Shue is incredible as two people who have issues and dealing with addiction. They're uh, clinging to each other for, for what is what's going on in, in life and how difficult it could be. Um, I often think of that scene where he goes to the bank to try to get money and his hands are shaking and he's like, ah, yeah, he, it's like trying to sign it. You couldn't sign it. Goes to the bar, gets a drink, comes back, perfect signature and then hits on the uh, teller. So it's a lot of things which is like, oh man, this has scared me from drinking alcohol for a while. I'm like, oh man, this is, this is, I guess what happens when you become dependent on something. So uh, yeah, he, he got that low budget movie but got that cred won an oscar and then now everyone's like oh yeah of course nicholas cage yes nicholas cage so um yeah he he's he's one of those actors that before that oscar was in a lot of ensembles and he was like a good part of the movie but everyone else kind of got awards and accolades around him and this is the time when he's like okay i got it i got the oscar don't worry people and since now all these movies including left uh left behind is like oscar award winner Nicholas Cage right. in Left Behind. So, well, yeah, yeah, and to Stu's point, I mean, he did Raising Arizona, Moonstruck, and Honeymoon in Vegas. Like, those were mm. pretty solid movies leading up to um, uh, Leaving Las Vegas, right? So he he was definitely forging his own path yep. as a pretty pretty interesting actor. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah, okay. Yeah. John? So, yeah, I, I thought Scott mentions that is, is this the one where he's famous for wearing that Elvis suit for a second, or is that a completely no? That's movie? that's the uh, leaving Las Vegas. Oh, no, no, that's oh, the uh, other yeah, one. it's Honeymoon in Vegas. Honeymoon in Vegas. Vegas. Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. one with Sarah Jessica Parker and Jimmy Conn, yeah. uh, James Conn, as they were trying to get married, and he jumps out of the uh, plane with all yeah, the, the Elvis airplane. impersonators. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, the Elvi, yeah. so, the flying. I'm Elvi. old enough to remember that trailer and old enough to remember that movie. So, here we are. Yeah, so that one sticks in my head and is associated with the student, the weatherman. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the weatherman. Now, now it'll be affiliated with the weatherman. Um, my number four is uh, Face Off. I don't know if it's higher on anyone else's list or not. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Higher on, higher on your list, Gord. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So we'll we'll talk about it when we get to that one. All right. So let's go to three. Number three. Number three. Uh, Presley yourself. Are these all the ex-wives <laughs> he has? Wow. Yep. This is gonna be great. Yes. <laughs> all right. And that Never photo, though, she looks like a rocket. Um, <laughs> uh, yep, um, yep. Just like another Canadian rapper, rocket. Is that a rocket in your pocket? So. <laughs> um, my number three. Again, I've got a thousand of these things. I guess I'll go with. Um, I'll go with Con Air. Hmm. Higher on my list, much higher. I know, so I, know, I know for you it's your number one. <laughs> We're not, there's no point bearing on that one. <laughs> All right, sorry. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll gun it to Gord, uh, your number three. Uh, so 1997, I was right in the middle of Catholic high school, and that opening scene for Face Off where Nick Cage is like <laughs> the top priest, that's just cemented in my memory. Of like growing up, and I can't tell you how many times we probably talked about that at some of our <laughs> some of our assemblies. Just like, wouldn't it be awesome if you just walked in here right now and started dancing like that? Start yeah. going, yeah. Face off, awesome movie. Yeah. So awesome. face off is your number three. Number three is it higher on anyone else's list though, or 
No, all right. So, oh, wow, Robin's dude, do not have yourself. All right, so yeah, yeah, I've yeah, got, definitely I got, great. I got, yeah, I don't, I'm not playing by I your did. rules. I mine just... was, mine was five. Remember, mine was five. Mine face off yeah, was yeah. five. I had, oh, I yeah, had... yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, so three of us, three out of the four have face off. Yeah, um, yeah, that that pre scene is ridiculous. Gord, no, no, um, it's three, I am I. It's my, it's my number. Yeah, it's up there. Yeah. Oh, so you, so you, it's gonna pop up again. All yes. Right, so we'll talk about. Oh, okay. It pops up again. All right, that's okay. Um, so Stu, let's let's hit your number three. My number three is uh, a classic from 1987. Rob has mentioned it, starring Cher, uh, starring Olympia, Olympia Dukakis, uh, 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 Norman Jewison film, of course, Moonstruck. So that is a tremendous movie where not only is he a, a man, he also plays a man with no, no fingers. So he, he is doing double duty. He is incredible in that film. Uh, and, and again, we talked a little before about what he was doing in leaving Las Vegas. His part in this movie where he, where Cher and uh, uh, Olympia Dukakis play off of him uh, was the reasons why they won Oscars. Like they wouldn't have won an Oscar without Nicolas Cage. And he was incredible on in this movie. It is worth your time to watch it. It's goofy. Yeah. It's crazy, but he can flirt. He's all over the place. That, that Sean Connery chest hair coming out from his, uh, his uh, tank top. <laughs> incredible. He is like all over the place. His hair is wacky. He is he is great. Um, and Cher is also tremendous for all you kids who forgot how cool Cher is. She is great in this movie. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely recognize the uh, the poster. I don't know if I've ever seen that one. It's um, good. It's really good. Yeah. yeah. That that not that eighty seven eighty eight range for him was phenomenal. Raising Arizona, yeah. Moonstruck, and then Vampire's Kiss. Yeah. Vampire's Kiss was was in contention for my one of my guilty pleasures, but I had to pick uh, a Werner Herzog movie. But that was it was on my list of like Vampire's Kiss. I was like, oh man, this movie is incredible with Jessica so Biel and all the stuff in it. I was like, this is so uh, yeah. To to Gordon's point, there's a scene where he just yells the alphabet, and it's just just French kiss. He just yell just screams the alphabet, and I'm like, this is the best. His secretary doesn't file something properly, so he just goes off. <laughs> Yeah, it's a therapist. Yeah, yelling yeah, about the there alphabet. There you go. Yep. Yep. All right. Perfect. All right. So my number three is uh, I think it was Gordon's number five is The Rock. Um, I don't know if anyone has it higher on their list. Um, with Sean Connery. Yeah, Rob, sure. Rob's Rob's making his list as he goes uh, goes along. Anyway, so The Rock is not going to appear on your list. Yeah, no, it's it's on there. Yeah, I got two picks left, there? John. Okay, so yep. we're going to talk about Rock probably uh, coming right up then. Uh, so. <laughs> Uh, number, what are we on now? Number two, number two, two. right? Number two. Oh, number two, Patricia right? Arquette. I forgot <laughs> about her. Yeah. Fun fact. Fun fact. She was supposed to be the vampire in Vampire's Kiss, but because uh, they were dating at the time, and they're like, no, no, we need this this young actress named Jessica Biel, who was in this movie that you might have seen, and they put her in instead. But she was supposed to be in Vampire's Kiss, Patricia, Ar- Patricia Arquette. So, Jessica Biel. Yeah, is it Jennifer? Jennifer, sorry, Jennifer Beale. Oh, Jennifer, yeah. Jennifer. Oh, I don't think Jessica <laughs> Beale was born yet. <laughs> Jennifer, Jennifer Beale. Yes, sorry, Jennifer Beale. Yeah, from um, uh, yeah, yeah, Jennifer Beale from um, Flashdance. That's correct, Flashdance. Yeah, and and from the the L word as uh, as people that right. are older know as well. Um. So my number two. Um. Um. Uh, I'll pick the Rock. 
The Rock? All right, yeah, cool. Yeah. So let's talk about The Rock unless it's number one on Stu's list or number two on Stu's list. No, all right. So three out of four, again, have picked uh, The Rock. Um, so you, you can start talking about The Rock first. Um, you're best. Only losers whine about their best. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I'm a big fan. Listen, I, I just watched this movie a little while ago, actually. Um, it, it's, it's absurdly fun. It's Nicolas Cage um you know chewing the scenery when he's is it vanessa marcel i think is his girlfriend that's correct that's correct and he's sitting there and he's playing the guitar and then, and then she he's like it would be crazy to everybody to think they could be raising a kid in this world and then he's from the guitar and she goes stanley i'm pregnant and he's like Ring. and he's like and she goes don't you have anything to say and he's like gosh things sure did change in the last 20 seconds like it's just absolutely ridiculous right um it's just but it's a jerry Bruckheimer movie i mean it was coming off of uh did uh, off of bad boys right so um I'm, I'm yeah i'm a big fan of this i mean even even the guy at the beginning when they're in the you know you want me to stab myself with this <laughs> like that and he's like uh, no you know, no like way and needle yeah um and then you you throw in sean connery and then Sean Connery, you know, getting his hair cut by that barber, and then you know, chaos ensues. He escapes, and he sees the barber in the, and he's in the elevator, and the guy is like, "Please, I don't know, I don't want to get. It. I just have one question. Do you like your hair?" <laughs> like it was just, it's so stupid and it absurd, a, you know. It was a good look for Connery. Both looks, the long, the long-haired grunge look. And then right, like that yeah. short, that short yeah. crop hair. Well, he um, makes what, a joke what? about grunge. Grunge? What's grunge? Like that, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, overall, listen, it's it's a it's a Jerry Bruckheimer, uh, Michael Bay movie, right? It yes. is balls to the wall stupidity in action, uh, <laughs> and, you know, and it's uh, you you can't ask for more. So yeah, it's, it's a fun ride. Very oh, totally. Yeah, totally. John Spencer, the beginning from the West Wing. You had William Forsythe. You have, you know, Michael Biehn. Yeah, like you have like a million people in this movie. And you're like, wow, this movie is incredible, including uh, the immortal Ed Harris. As just That's right. Yes. Yeah. 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 So it was a lot of fun. Yeah. All right. All right. Gordon, anything to add to the rock rock discussion? I know it was a further down. That movie actually made me afraid of streetcars in San Francisco because I thought <laughs> this is good. <laughs> They would just rock it up into the air and just explode. <laughs> I, I, I'm sure that when Scott was wandering the halls at Markham District High School, he probably could have heard me and my friends going, I'll take pleasure in gutting you, boy. Like, we <laughs> yes. would just say that in the that hallway all the time line. in high school as we're watching this movie. Like, the, this movie was just something going on. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Scott heard uh, me and my idiot friends do this stuff, and uh, <laughs> he was an OAC. He's like, "What are these kids?" Anyways, well, it's really funny because I when I, I actually I watched it with my son, and that that scene in the shower scene when they're he's like, "Isn't this from like Call of Duty: Modern Warfare, the Gulag?" And I was like, you know, like I was like, <laughs> yeah. "Yes, it's like they actually picked off." They're, you're right. They actually took that that whole shower and they put it into the Modern Warfare Gulag scene. So yeah, at any rate, I digress. Yeah, so so many great lines. Like even like, dude, you just effed up your Ferrari, and then yeah. <laughs> not mine. Like, yeah. or the like, you you let you got through the fire, you rolled through, <laughs> like, but how how induces bomb hole did you get out of the cell? <laughs> and he pulls it. It's like trade secrets, son. And I'm like, oh my god, the quotes, so yeah, good. Yeah. And, my, and Michael Bean, our guy Michael Bean, is in it as well. Um, yeah. but. Anyways, we'll go to uh, Gordon. What was your number number two? Uh, mom and dad. 
<laughs> Whoa, hold on. I gotta, I gotta, yeah. I gotta look it up. <laughs> what? Oh, <laughs> wow. Yep. Funny you say that. I was talking to my buddy. Movies. So funny you say that because I was talking to my buddy today and he was a producer and they actually called him to finance that movie. And he read the script. He's like, I'll pass. So <laughs> it's so funny you said that. Wow. Uh, it was, yeah, that's the Selma Blair Nicolas Cage movie. Wow. Yeah. I can't believe you said that. That's amazing. Because crazy Nicolas Cage finally got an outlet for like his true, that sort of over-the-top insanity that he loves to do, that vaudeville sort of, you know, silent actor, just all of that energy and emotion. I went into that not expecting very much. And that was, again, one of those movies where I was like, yeah, you know what? This is why I will sit through garbage like jujitsu because you never know. Like, you know, <laughs> wow. Okay. wow. He may just steal a show, and you put anybody else in that movie, it wouldn't have held up. But yeah. since this was a Nicolas Cage list, yeah, I'm going to give it to him, man. He did a really good job acting in that one. Wow. Parents go crazy, and they want to kill their kids. I'm sure all of you who have children have have wished for said virus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's cra crazy wow. out of nowhere wow. from 2017 awesome. Nicolas Cage. Yep. Maybe, this is the, maybe that was the start of his uh, – Road, road to coming back. Um, I don't think there road to coming no. back. It was a <laughs> for coming back, but that was about it. There, if false start, any, false if start. anyone can do it, it's Nicolas Cage. All it needs to be is an, another MCU Marvel movie as a rather character, and you're like, you're back, Nicolas Cage. You're back. Yep. So, yeah, yeah. you know, if the Hawk like can be in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, then he can do anything. He's already in Spider-Man Noir, so let's keep on rolling it out. So why not? Yeah. Uh, my movie right. is uh, a little movie... Uh, Written by Charlie Kaufman, directed by Spike Jones, and has double Nicolas Cage adaptation. Adaptation. It yep. is just he plays two separate versions of the same character. He yep. Yep. doesn't go so super crazy, but yeah, like Meryl Streep, Chris Cooper, like Spike Jones is such a unique. This is my art house movie. Such a unique director. And Charlie Kaufman is such, again, uh, a unique, uh, very insecure writer, as he calls himself as well. So I really like this movie because Nicolas Cage gets to do some fun stuff um, and gets to play two separate versions of himself. So, yeah, Adaptation is a, is a fun movie. I think he was, was he nominated as well. I can't remember. He might have been nominated for uh, a couple awards for that one. But it, he is he is fantastic in that movie. This is the really weird thing about Nick Cage's career. I mean... It is probably one of the most unique careers in all of Hollywood, right? I mean, he does mainstream stuff. He goes off the rails in these direct-to-video, drops in for a Disney movie, kicks back. Like, he's kind of all over the place. He just it's like a boomerang. He's keeping back, right, in, in some capacity. So, Yeah, it's, it's fun because, you know, I love being John Malkovich and, and her and all these weird, bizarre movies. And this yeah. is exactly in that wheelhouse where it's just a unique take. You know, like there are lots of I could pick action movies or sword movies, and believe me, there are six Nicolas Cage movies where he fights with swords. But like <laughs> this is the one where I'm like, you know what? I enjoyed this 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 ride and something very different. Uh, but yeah, it's good. Okay, well, I, I knew Stu was going to bring the craziness. I did not see that. These are very never, standard. Never names. heard of it. Yeah, yeah. These are very standard. <laughs> names. For for I guess proper film film critics, not 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 on my list though. So my number two is uh, Gone in sixty seconds. Um, I don't know if anyone happens to have it as a number one. No, I don't think so. I'm not, seen, not oh, surprised. Whoa, whoa. Not surprised. 
Gordon, are you saying number one? Wow. All right, cool. So we're going to talk about Gone in 60 Seconds in a second. Yeah. Um, maybe 60 seconds. Um, let's go to Rob's number one, though. So number one. Well, um, <laughs> <laughs> I know that Andre would want me to pick Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance, but alas, I'm going to go with Face Off. Uh, this is yeah. a movie I, I saw in theaters in 90, in uh, 97. I, I literally, it was I, I feel like it was at Fairview Mall. I left the theater. I went and got a new t- another ticket and went right back in. Like, <laughs> I, I admittedly, I was on this like John Woo kick, yep. right? I mean, uh, I was working at a video store at the time. I was, a, you know, I uh, loved watching uh, Hard Boiled. Uh, John Woo had done Broken Arrow before this, uh, and so I was all like, like I, I was just. I was a stand for John Woo films. And so, and then to see that converted, um, that converted gun, what was it? It was like a, a Beretta and it, it was like, but it came automatic. I was like, what is happening? Like, you know, and, and the whole idea of, you know, uh, the, the premise of removing their face, completely absurd because they're two different body types. Like they didn't even get two people who could potentially look alike uh, in terms of their physicality, right? Like you couldn't take Travolta's suit and put it on cage and being like, well, it fits pretty good. It was like, it was like a fat guy in a little suit. It was like, you know? it's close enough. I think he sleeps with Travolta's wife too. Yes. As part of the storyline. Yes. Not only that, and he also There's slaps his daughter's ass. Like it's like, and you know, and cage, Cage is like big league chew on, on all that scenery that he's in. Gordon mentioned it earlier when he's on the roof dressed as in the smock of the priest, um, you know, uh, you know, uh, trying to like, you know, making out with all the stewardesses, asking if they taste like a peach. Uh, there's many of us who probably don't eat peaches the same way without thinking about <laughs> face off. Um, <laughs> I can eat peaches for hours. That's right. Uh, this whole entire, I mean, the small, the small sunglasses that, you know, uh, the small round sunglasses that he took from, uh, from different, different worlds. So all in all, it, this was, uh, a, a huge fan of, of face off. Uh, and I really hope that he has a significant role to play in this reboot or sequel or whatever it is that's being <laughs> developed, because this was the epitome of, of, of Nick Cage. Like, as somebody said it earlier in the chat, every meme, every Nick Cage meme is pretty much derived from Face Off. So he went full out for this movie and we're all the best for it. <laughs> all right. So Gordon, it was earlier on your list as, as well, right? Um, and you and you mentioned the pre-scene. Was there any other scenes that really kind of jumped out for you in this one? Um, well, that, that whole scene where he goes to Travolta's gang's headquarters and he's sitting there and he's talking to them and like, uh, just that's the I can eat a peach for hours, and where he finds the guns, and and I what I thought was so amazing about that was so I ended up watching this GQ interview of Cage, and he was talking about how the very first day was the pre scene, and he didn't warn Travolta about how Travolta was supposed to act for the rest of the movie. He went out and was like that, and then Travolta was like, "All right, I guess this is what I got to be like for the rest of the movie." But then they got to watch each other's dailies and and start to mimic each other's behaviors and how much they were able to pull that off. I mean, I get it. They don't look anything alike, you know, and, and 40 year old me goes back and watches that movie now. And I'm like, yeah, this just doesn't, this doesn't hold up the same way, you know, 16 year old me looked at it and thought, but you gotta, you gotta give something like that credit. It even popped up again in spy where, where 
uh, I forget who it was, but he's like, I know you got that face-off machine around here somewhere. Just, just switch up faces. <laughs> like, it, it, that movie had such a big impact on, on, on all of us. That yeah, yeah. It, yeah. That, yeah. Well, the the, the golden favorite. guns that he rocks became like standard in every single first-person shooter. Unbelievable. Um, dual gold, okay. golden guns. Yeah. Actually, you know what? That's funny. That might be why they've got all those golden and diamond-studded guns now in uh, Call of Duty as well as Gulag. Yeah. I, I wouldn't sure. be surprised. Again, that that movie, uh, another fun that John probably listened to is how did this get made? Did a whole thing about this movie, right. and they yeah. talk about yeah. the face waterfalls, where like the one <laughs> yeah. thing where you touch a person's face and like does the waterfall. Like when did this happen? Where you touch a person's face and just who, do it? Who who so, wrote that and was like, like this is a good idea? <laughs> like I, I think it's just random that one day you walk up to your partner and just put your hands across their face and just face waterfall yeah, them. They, 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 they like, couldn't have like a special. <laughs> A special <laughs> high five or something like that. They couldn't like, really, I, you know. I feel if, if I did that to my wife or, or you did that to Sarah, she would kick us on the nuts and be like, What's wrong with you? Why are you touching my face? Like, face waterfall. Sarah turned around. So, <laughs> like, turn around. It's like, yeah, no. Listen, that's definitely not going to be the remake. Post COVID, nobody's putting fingers <laughs> in people's faces anymore, right? That's just not happening. Well, if you're yeah. in your own home and bubble, it does, it counts. So you're, you're fine. But, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's yeah, weird. Well, proceed yeah. at your own risk. That's my suggestion to those yeah. listening. Yeah. All right. So we'll we'll jump to uh, Gord's number one, which I think I know what it was. You mentioned it before, Gord. So go um, ahead. Seconds. Yes. Yeah. And I, I mean, and I, I was a car kid. You know, that came out in two thousand, right? When I was in that scene with all my friends, that movie was amazing. The cars in it were amazing. Um, there's nothing super stand out. Like his performance wasn't great, but for me, it was that story at that time. And then to begin, you know, 2001 with with Fast and Furious, it felt like Nick Cage really kicked off that that car movie genre. And I don't remember. I mean, I know there were Bad Boys and a couple other like really good car movie car movies in the late 90s. But for whatever reason, that that scene with the Mustang jumping on the bridge over top of the ambulance. (laughs) You know, like totally unbelievable. That frame never would have handled landing on the bridge like that, but whatever. It was Nick Cage and I believed it. And he outrunning a helicopter because he hits the NOS button. Like amazing. Such a good movie. I think you also quite enjoyed uh, his co-star, Angela Jolie. Like let's also call it what it is. (laughs) Get out of here. Yeah. It 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 was that whole the braids and the bad girl. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's like every movie, it's like we're gonna grab people together, like a crew of people, and Vinnie Jones and like all this, all right. this. We need yeah. a crew of people to steal cars. And I'm watching and I'm like, oh yeah. D- like it's just the weird Delroy Lindo is in this movie as a police officer. He's great. Yep. Um Chris, the doctor himself, uh Chris Eccleston's in it. He's great. Uh, uh Raylan Gibbons, uh yeah, Timothy Elephant's in it. Yeah, yeah. Timothy Elephant is like this really weird cop that kind of definitely over overacts it and i remember not liking him and now i love him in justified so it's so funny <laughs> to go back and see him in that in that thing but yeah I, i'm pretty sure like but this is also all a remake yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Remake I, I was gonna i was gonna ask if, if gordon ever went okay. back and tried to watch the yep. original uh version um i couldn't get into it it was a little it didn't have like you know the slick action and the and the cool shots it does have a whole bunch of muscle cars in it which is cool um but i don't know if you ever got a chance to do that I did, but I mean, how many movies even this far along? Like, so that was 2000. So 21 yeah. years later, if I say the word Eleanor, you know yeah. a car because of it. You know, whereas if you said that in, in 1997, 98, not very many people would have known what you were talking about. 
Yeah. Like that changed our collective understanding for car culture and kicked off the Fast and Furious franchise, as far as I'm concerned, you know. It yeah. primed us for that, for those big ridiculous movies. And it all goes back to Nick Cage stealing all those cars in one night to save his brother. I mean, like if you put the plots next to each other, Fast and the Furious feels like a ripoff. The family aspect, you know, someone coming back to help somebody else. Like it's, it, it was a very good movie. Yeah, yeah. So Except it's very surprising. Gone in 60 didn't seconds, they didn't get any sequels. Yeah, yeah it's, not, it's, it's not it's gone in a minute day. and twenty. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Nicholas Cage doesn't do sequels, so he doesn't want to do yeah. that sequel. He's ready to go. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe now is the time. Uh, but if you've ever looked up that that Eleanor build of the Mustang, I feel like they actually have that copyrighted so much so that I remember there was a guy on YouTube yeah. that was building like a replica, and he got shut down Be because it was yeah, yeah, yeah. He got he got he got shut down because they were like, yeah, you can't build a car in this style. We own that style, so it's it's pretty crazy. That that happened, um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you here, Gord. Gone in 60 seconds is one of my all-time uh, classics. Unfortunately, I don't have it on Laserdisc because it came out much later um, when I guess Laserdiscs weren't uh, a thing, so I can't whip that one out. Um, so I'll let uh, let Stu hit us with his number one. Sorry, it's stupid mirrored thing. It it's not without a surprise. It's it's uh, it's raising Arizona. It's the second Coen Brothers film. It is uh, Nicolas Cage, Holly Hunter. It's John Goodman. It's William Forsythe and uh, and uh, Oscar winner Francis McDormand. Uh, it is uh, a story of a uh, of a uh, ex con who marries a police officer who can't have a kid because he is uh, infertile, and they steal a kid. So uh, it is a tremendous, goofy Coen Brothers film. It's not as tight as the Big Lebowski or any of their other Coen brother films, but it's a joy to watch. Uh, he is fun. Um, and again, that that chemistry with Holly Hunter is just so good. Like, they're so good in that film. Um, so, yeah, I would say it's definitely worth watching. Uh, and it's super fun. And, yeah, uh, Barry Sonnefeld uh, was the cinematographer so of the Men in Black film. So, like, again, there's this level of stuff that happens as well. Yeah, I knew. I, listen, I, 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 everything that Stu has said and all his picks. I mean, we went. Most of us went pretty mainline with everything, but I, I agree. Like Stu has a. Those are all on my list as well. I have included Fast and High when he was Nick uh, Coppola, right? Yep. So yeah, it's and like again, mine's the very generic, boring five. But like this is the, these are the five that. Yep. No, this, this this is this is a good one. If people come to this video and want to know, like the legit, yeah. or you know, like or the or, yeah. the or the not or the not, um, you know, um, typical '90s action movies. Um, so oh, I'll, I'll just I, make I, I gotta thank you. You pulled the good ones, actually. Yeah, yeah. So this is the ones that you want to see his performance. Sarah doesn't want to watch them, but you and I are on the same page for sure. Oh yeah, so. yep. yeah. All right. Cool. I even, so I'm, I even I'm gonna... the crudes. I even have the crudes on my list as a <laughs> as, a, as an alternate. Shit. Yeah, because man, that guy's funny as hell in the crudes. Oh, my, my wife loves Season of the Witch, so I can't say a damn thing. <laughs> I, I was like, what the hell is this movie? She's like, Season of the Witch. I'm like, oh, this is such a Karen. Knowing. Oh, God. <laughs> Come on. 
Yeah, so do you have Season on the Witch uh, on your no. top 20? No. Is no, but I did one? put Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. But the problem is, is that, I mean, he's... he's he doesn't count. He's only like yeah, three minutes. Yeah. Well, not, not enough. Um, but nobody yeah, picked sorry. Ghost Rider movies? I thought for sure one of us would have picked one of the Ghost Well, let's Rider. wait till yeah. the number ones are done, and we'll talk about random names. Yeah, well, uh, you, you, you all know what my number one is going to be. I've, I basically did the action list and threw in... Uh, uh, anything it, it could happen to you uh so I'll, I'll just quickly whip out my credentials so i did i do have face off on laserdisc and remember these are these were like hundred dollar items back in the day i do have the rock and i do have my number one and i also own it on blu-ray as well and that is con air which is a, a masterpiece um in 90s action um nicholas cage gets super buff for this movie so if you want to see nicholas cage in the yeah. best shape that he's that he's been in in all his movies he's rocking the crazy mullet um, he plays, uh, uh, you know, an ar- an army vet who gets, the ranger. Uh, yeah, 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 he's a ranger who who gets in a bar fight Hands and kill, kills the weapons. Yes. Yeah, yeah, he he kill, kills a guy and gets sent to prison, and he's uh, just trying to hitch a ride home, uh, and takes uh, a ride on Con Air with John Malkovich and Danny Trejo and all these uh, crazy characters. Steve Buscemi, who's creepy yeah, yeah. as all hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. he's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, and if you want to hear Nicolas Cage uh, really stretch his acting ability with a crazy accent, uh, I think this is definitely the one to go with. Um, and I'll, I'll just one of my, my favorite scene is when he's walking around and on John Cusack's car is being ramped over a plane in, into a building, and it's sticking out of the side of the building. And Nicolas Cage looks over and he's like, "On any other day, that'd be an odd sight," and then he just keeps going. Like, like the movie is just like I, I, hey, I probably watched it a million times. That movie spawned Leanne Rhymes. That song, "How Do I Live Without You," like is a big, big time. I, I think it was the Trisha Yearwood version that they used yeah. in the movie, though. But Lots Leanne's rhyme version was so. Songs, yeah, yeah. they were like. <laughs> There's a lot of wedding songs were based on that. That for years and years and years, that was people couple song based on a Con yeah. Air. So, yeah. and Chappelle was in that movie, and like yeah. a million people. Yeah, uh, yeah. In, including Chief O'Brien, Miles O'Brien was in that, right. like again. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, so I, many. I, yeah, another, a, another available now on Star. Yeah, and another, that's right. It's available on Star right now, so you can watch it right now. Um, one of my all-time favorites. I don't know if it would crack my actual top five, but you know, it's pretty close. Um, so I think that's it for our number ones. Um, yep. I'm, I don't know if anyone has any like last things they want to slip in before we uh, I want, before we wrap up with Nicholas Cage. Shout out. <laughs> Special shout out to the Sorcerer's Apprentice. I I, I really like that movie. It's great. It's great. I don't care what it says. Like Alfred Molina is great in it. Like everyone in that movie is great. And Jay Baruchel's in it. Like it's a fun movie. I just, you know, I just couldn't fit in anywhere. But yeah, Sorcerer's Apprentice is sneaky good. So I would I would say watch that movie again. It's great. Um, it's a fun time. Yeah. All right. So Stu's last minute recommendation: Sorcerer's Apprentice. Yeah, uh, I don't actually know this movie, so I might have to check out oh, at least the trailer for it. It's on Disney. It's yeah. a, it's yeah. Disney Plus. It's a good. It's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah, yeah. It's fun. Nicholas Cage is like now the prototypical long hair, leather jacket. Like he's a like a he's a down as luck sorcerer. It's good. Um, yeah. Bringing out yeah. the dead. So, Do you have any random movie that you would recommend? Yeah. Oh me? On your, on your, yeah, on your giant list that you couldn't. Uh, you couldn't sorry, go ahead and say bringing out the dead. Is that one? Yeah. He plays a uh, plays an EMT. Yep, it's a That's really a good, good one too. Um, what was the uh, the night the uh, was it the ta- was it the Oliver Stone movie? Was it called the Tower or the the nine eleven movie? Um, oh, um, that was on the, uh, just recently. Uh, 
World Trade Center. Yeah, World Trade Center. Yeah, yeah, World Trade. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, he was. You know, it, it was. It's very hard following the events of nine eleven to be able to make a movie. Uh, about those events, and I thought that they did, did it, especially when you have Oliver Stone directing it, because you never know what you're going to get. Um, yeah. But I thought I thought Nick Cage did a, a, a really good job. I think that it just unfortunately was, I don't remember the year it came out, but I think it just got buried. Like just 2006, yeah. So it was yeah. it wasn't that far. I knew it wasn't that far after, and I think it just still still too soon to have a movie dramatizing it, those events. And it, so I think it, it got was, buried for that reason. The same year as The Wicker Man, so. Right, so there you go. That's what I said about earlier. Is that like, you know, he's all over the place, right? He does all this like bizarre shit. 2016, it was the Ant Bully, World Trade Center, and the Wicker Man. So that was the trifecta year. Uh, that was probably, as Rob would say, the worst year of, of, of <laughs> producing. So I, I want to give it to Michael Pena in that one. He did a really good job as well. Both of them did. Yeah, Michael Pena. Yeah, he was he was also gone in 60 seconds. That was a good, quick Michael Pena role. Yes. He, Yes, he was in that oh, movie. He's pretty pretty cool. a dog. That's sick, bro. <laughs> so good. Uh, anyone else have last movie that they that no yeah, one mentioned yeah. that you want to throw out there for Nicolas Cage movie? Because we've mentioned Matchstick so. Man. Matchstick uh, Man, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Fra- Fraser sent his list, and he's got Con Air, Sorcerer's Apprentice, Gone in sixty seconds, uh, Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance, and The Rock. I-, I debated on putting Spirit of Vengeance on there because that does have Idris Elba, and it. it's kind of funny. <laughs> Um, but yeah, this is the weird thing. It's like papers. All right, we better, we better wrap this up before, wait, 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 before did, did you, any did more, you, can more you, trouble wait, in the household. Just double check. It might not be Sarah. You need to you need to you need to face waterfall and check that it's her. Maybe it's a face off <laughs> situation. Can you go her and check her face to see whether it's her or not? Be like, Sarah, is this nope. you? Is this yep, someone yep, yep. else? He'll definitely get punched. He'll definitely get punched out on stream. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you very much, everyone, for joining us for this uh, Nicholas Cage nonsense. Thank you, uh, Rob, Gord, and Stu uh, for for, for, for doing us. this. Um, it's it's been absolutely ridiculous. Hopefully, y'all found something useful in there. Um, you can follow uh, me, Rob, and Stu on the Heroes World podcast. New episodes every uh, week. Um, Stu does a fantastic job hosting that, so it's a lot more organized than this. Um, oh no, no, this, this is much this. better. I, I can say whatever <laughs> well, I want. Stu has to do this way. He has to do so much work for our other ones. So thank you very much, Stu, for and, and I just really wanted to get you in on on kind of like more of the fun stuff. Um, thank you very much, Gord, for coming out. Um, you you see him a lot on our uh, sideshow episodes, and we're definitely going to get him on our Heroes World podcast soon. And uh, various trailer reactions. Um, although Rick and Morty is going to be crossed off that list, although it is one of our most hilarious videos that we have on the. Uh, Why is it being crossed off? Well, because oh. I showed them season, you, you're gonna have to go back and watch. See, I, I showed them season five trailer with absolutely zero content <laughs> context. They've never seen anything Rick and Morty. So if you watch that video, it is absolutely hilarious. Him, Sarah, <laughs> and even Rob, they had no idea. And my brother was like, "Hey, this is probably a bad idea." Showing them a season five trailer, and I was like, right before I hit play, I was like, "Yeah, this is probably a bad idea." Uh, but it's <laughs> absolutely idea. hilarious. So, so, yeah. so check it out. Um, maybe we'll try and make that. I feel like we inadvertently got magic out of that one. This, um, so this th- page recap is because I refuse to be so bored that I will start watching Rick and Morty. I was okay, like, oh, just, sure, 99 cents. It's in a cage movie. How bad could it be? I sat there just thinking, wow, all because I don't want to watch Rick and Morty. If, if you can give it a try, it, it's probably pretty good. Oh, but no. We're going to run out. <laughs> maybe we'll do Brad Pitt movies next or something terrible. Yeah. But. <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> anyways thank you very much for joining us uh rob where can they find you we got new tags and everything going on 
Yeah, yeah, you can find me on Instagram at the underscore nine zero five, and I'll probably have some stuff dropping. Uh, follow that for some news coming out in the next few days. All right, so we'll I'll have to hit you guys because we want to do we're doing a Mortal Kombat uh, aftermath show after this. So I want to get to that. Um, so we'll talk about what we're going to do next week on the Sidekick Show, me and you, Rob, and then we'll uh, I guess post it up or, or, or converse with yep. the with with the crowd so thank you very much everyone for tuning in and again thank you everyone for joining us we'll see you guys on the next one if you're want to talk the new mortal Kombat a little more stay tuned the end of this video should link you directly to our next live stream so thank you very much folks